As certified financial planners, we've seen firsthand how financial wellness is connected to other areas of wellness in our lives. Join us as we explore the relationship between our physical, emotional, and financial well-being and share the habits and tools we found effective in the pursuit of a balanced, intentional life. I'm Lauren. I'm Donna Grace. This is Life Rebalanced. Thank you for joining us on the Life Rebalanced podcast. Today, Donna Grace and I wanted to touch on something that some of you may be thinking about, which is branching out on your own and starting your own business. In the wake of the pandemic, there have actually been the top four months of business applications in U.S. history. So we had July of 2020 set the all-time monthly record for new business applications, followed by January of 2021, September of 2020, and August of 2020. And as we're approaching tax time, Donna Grace and I thought we would talk about the things to think about if you're thinking about starting a new business from a a legal perspective, a tax perspective, and just a pure financial perspective. Now, keep in mind, we are certified financial planners, and we are not offering tax or legal advice simply some things for you to think about and talk to your professionals about. Right. Anything that we say today should be used almost as like a springboard as you're speaking with your other professionals. And that's where we really want to start is with the idea that you're not alone, even though maybe you're starting out a business alone. Maybe before you were working with a bunch of other people or for a larger corporation and you had an infrastructure around you. Now that you're going out and starting your own business, whether it be a physical business, a storefront and a shingle or however you want to describe it, or something that is web-based, which is probably more likely these days, either way, you're going to need to build your own infrastructure and create your own team. So that's where we're going to start is talking about who are the members on your team? What are the roles that you need to fill to make sure that you're covering all your bases and setting yourself up for success? Because when it comes to this stuff, I would say that you're starting a business in whatever your area of core competency is, right? You either have a hobby or a talent or an interest, and that's your gift that you're going to share. But you don't know what you don't know. And so when it comes to the financial and legal parts of this, that's where you need a team to frankly tell you what it is that you don't know and help you figure it out. And I think, Donna Grace, in my experience in working with people, this is one of the biggest obstacles to people taking their vision and their passion and their ideas and actually creating a business. It's that fear that comes into play, not knowing how to navigate the business structure, how to keep track of the finances of the business and what to do. Remove that fear by surrounding yourself with those professionals you need. So the first person you might think about is a CPA and it's tax time, you're probably going and talking to your tax preparer or CPA anyway. So pick their brain because how you run your business is really important. And the method you're using, the tax status you're using is really critical. And there are lots of different options. You could run your business as a sole proprietorship where it's just simply you and you are providing a service and billing for that service. You could even as a sole proprietor, even though it sounds like you're operating alone, you can have employees. You can build a team around you. The difference being 
you are simply reporting it on your tax return in a certain way. So you're filing a Schedule C as a sole proprietorship. And from a legal perspective, this is where you want to talk to an attorney because you may be opening yourself up to liability that you may not want. And these are really the two big things to consider. One is the taxation efficient. How are we going to pay taxes? At what tax rate am I going to be paying? So the formation that you choose is going to have a big effect on that. But then secondly is the liability. How can you protect yourself and your business from liability? And it could be financial liability. It can be from being sued. Like there's a lot of different considerations to have when it comes to that. And then are you an individual or do you have a partner? That's another consideration to have. So Lauren, like you just said, if you're going to talk to your CPA anyways, because you have stuff this time of year to be taken care of because it is tax time, go in with some of that information. Are you going to be going out on your own? Are you going to have a partner? Are you equal partners? Or does one of you have more interest in than the other? And understanding the financial impact of that. And then also from a legal perspective, what that means is going to make a difference. And that's really the starting point for getting these things going, getting yourself set up from a legal perspective and understanding the financial impact of your business structure. Those are probably like your two biggest things you have to figure out that you're not going to know as the business owner going into it, unless maybe you're a CPA or an attorney. Maybe those are the two people that could be going out and setting off on their own, but they kind of already know the answers to those questions. Yeah. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is that we want to make sure you're setting things up properly right now. So your business may grow and it may change. And maybe you initially start off as a sole proprietorship working independently. And then as your business takes off and grows, you might need to shift and switch gears and change your business structure. If you bring on a partner, you might create an LLC or you could set up an S-Corp. There are a variety of options. And those professionals who know the details of your situation are going to be able to best guide you as to what makes the most sense. But just keep in mind that things shift and change as your business grows. So you don't have to get it all perfect right now. It just needs to be correct for you currently. Yeah, I mean, certainly the hope is that your business would grow, right? And so therefore you would want to change over time. But it's not just your business alone too. There are outside things that can affect it. When the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was enacted, there were a lot of businesses that considered switching over to an S-Corp because it may or may not have been advantageous. There were some that were S-Corps and looked at switching over to a different type of business entity. So understanding that your business is like a living, breathing, growing thing, but that also the environment around you may affect these decisions. It's not just you. That's why you really do want to build a relationship with professionals. They're going to advise you on an annual basis, right? This is a thing that happens, or maybe even more frequently than annually. If you're with your accountant, you're probably on a quarterly basis checking in because now you have new responsibilities. If you have employees, you have payroll and payroll taxes and new responsibilities, new considerations. And you want to make sure that you have people guiding you along the way. One of the things that comes up that Lauren, that you and I both see is now that you are a business owner, you're the person in charge, you have to provide your own benefits. So if you previously got health insurance through your employer, now 
you're either going out onto the exchange or if you have employees, maybe you're providing health insurance. So that's a consideration. You're going to need to build a relationship with an insurance professional there to help advise you. And there are agencies that specifically help with the health benefits side of things. You don't want to just assume that you can go find the plan at the best cost. Understand the rules because now there are also tax implications to healthcare if you're a business owner and you have employees. Additionally, you don't have a retirement plan anymore. So you're going to want to consider how are you going to save money for the future? So there are a lot of different options. That's one of the ways that Lauren and I help people sometimes is through individual plans if they don't have something through their company or starting a company plan. Company plans used to be really cumbersome and expensive to administer, but they've really become better. I would say really over the last 10 to 15 years, we've seen a real improvement in terms of what's available to small business owners so that they can offer plans to their employees. This is an area where your financial planner can work with your accountant to help make sure that you got the plan that's most advantageous to you. So there's a lot of options here and a lot of considerations. Well, that's where the business finances start bleeding into personal finances. Something that I see happen a lot is that as a new business owner, the personal and business starts to get blurred depending on your situation. And one really key piece of advice that all of your professionals will tell you is keep your business and personal finances very separate for many reasons. One, from a liability perspective, you want to separate those things out. Two, from just a record-keeping perspective, if you have a separate bank account and a separate credit card for all of your business transactions, as small as it may seem, when you're starting out, you might just have a couple of subscriptions that you need to bill on a credit card. It's really important to have those segregated and separate from your personal finances. It makes tax time so much easier and less of a headache and is really going to serve you well. Yeah, I was going to say, you're really just doing yourself a favor by doing that because I don't know if you have friends that are bookkeepers or colleagues that are bookkeepers, but one of their things is always going in and just kind of untangling the personal and business stuff. And the thing is, as a business owner, you have the opportunity to take deductions. And so you want to make sure that they're easy to identify and that you can properly account for them because... Yeah. Part of the reason you choose whatever business entity you choose is going to be based around your ability to take deductions. That's definitely going to be part of it. You're tracking things properly so that if you ever do get audited, you don't have an issue because it's one thing to say, oh, it's a headache, but I'll get it all together. It's another thing to make sure you have really good records so that if you do ever find yourself audited and our business has been audited before, it happens, especially if it's a big change from one year to the next. If you suddenly have a huge change in income, either to the upside or to the downside, that's a red flag for the IRS to audit. So being aware of this and being prepared for it is a good thing. And having those separate accounts for tracking is really probably the biggest thing you can do for yourself to to help facilitate that. And then when it comes to planning for your future, the ability to separate your business and personal finances is important because you need to be able to identify your income is coming into your business. You have all of your business expenses that are deducted from that income. You're left with a dollar amount. Then you have to account for taxes and keep in mind, depending on how you're set up, you may now have additional payroll tax that you didn't experience as an employee. So when you're an employee, 
there is the Medicare and Social Security tax called the payroll tax. And your employer picks up half of that expense. So you only pay 7.65% as an employee that gets taken out of your paycheck before it's even given to you. And the employer picks up that other half of the obligation. Now, as a business owner, you're paying that entire payroll tax. So it's an additional expense that you may not have been planning for. Yeah, you are the employer and the employee. So congratulations, (laughs) you now have to deal with business expenses and personal ones. Another thing I'm just kind of thinking about, as you said, it's helpful in planning for your future, considering your expenses. How often do you see someone who's nearing retirement and they can't really figure out what their expenses are because they run so much of their personal stuff through their business? It is remarkable to me. Like I have seen people come in and be like, I really don't know because our business bookkeeper actually just pays all of our personal bills as well. So they don't even necessarily know what they're, what they spend, or they don't understand it from an after-tax perspective, because again, a lot of it is run through the business, hopefully all on the up and up, but right. You know, so understanding like how you actually spend money and what your future needs are going to be is something to consider as well. I don't know if that's looking too far down the road, but it is something that I see come up a lot. And depending on how old you are, what may or may not be a nearing concern. And thinking about positioning yourself for retirement, another consideration and reason why you want to keep really clean records and separation of your expenses is if you're creating and building a business that you could potentially sell down the road, you want to make it very easy to value that business. And a clean set of books increases potentially the value of the business that you're selling. So again, this may be way too far down the road for you to think about, But the takeaway here is be sure to keep your business and personal finances separate. After you have all of your business expenses run through the business and you account for taxes, and my recommendation would be to have a separate bank account set up to have your tax dollars put into as you're awaiting payment of your quarterly taxes. And then the rest is what you have to take home and work with. And that's where from a personal finance perspective, we come in as financial advisors, and potentially that's another member of your team to think about really what are your personal expenses. And this factors into your starting a new business as well. There are lots of considerations to think about. How many months of runway do you have? This is where your emergency fund comes into play. You may not be making a profit right away with your business. So you need to think about how many months of runway do I have? Have I saved up enough to be able to withstand a period of time where I'm not generating an income yet? Yeah, and that's a really important point to make. In the beginning, most businesses are not generating a profit. It is, especially depending on what kind of industry you're in. If you don't have a lot of overhead, then maybe you have the ability to generate a profit faster. But depending what the industry is, it may be several months before you're truly generating a profit. Consider that. And in the same way you plan an emergency fund for your house when you were just an employee somewhere else, you had an emergency fund that was meant to cover your family's needs should you lose your job or need them. You have to treat this the same way. You need to have a cash cushion, or usually it's in a money market or a CD or a savings account for your business, so that if you have payroll that comes up and sales are down or whatever type of business you're in, your revenue is down, you're still able to cover payroll. You're still able to cover your overhead. 
because those bills are all going to be due even if you find yourself in a slump. But that also makes me think about how you prepare ahead of time to start a business. And like most people are not able to just suddenly leave their job and turn around and start a business. So let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about like, all right, you're working for, let's assume that you have a job right now. Assume that you have a job and you have a dream, you have a calling, or you really just don't like where you are. And you believe that you can turn your talents into something that will generate income for you. What do you have to do personally to prepare? So it's not just reaching out to the professionals who are going to be part of your team. It's also taking care of things at home and making sure that you're like really tight financially at home so that you have the ability to start this business. You're going to have to save some money first, is my point. You're going to have to save some money first. One, yes, you want to have that bit of emergency fund we just mentioned, but two, you may not be generating enough income to actually cover your own needs in the beginning. So that emergency fund is really for more than just an emergency in the beginning. It's also to probably help cover some of your lifestyle needs because no matter what, if you have an employee, you pay the employee. No matter what, you've got to pay your bills. But you are where the buck stops. And if something's going to get shortchanged, if someone's going to get paid less, it's you. So make sure that you have a healthy amount of cash on hand. How do you advise clients on this? Or friends, whoever you're talking to on this, Lauren? Yeah. Well, the other part of the conversation is if you're starting this as a side hustle mm. and you're not leaving your your full-time role right away, let's say you have a good job and you enjoy it, but you know it's not what you want to be doing long-term and you see opportunity to create a business for yourself. You have to be realistic and look at where you are in life. Are you dealing with small children at home? Maybe now isn't the time to think about doing this, but you can position yourself to be able to do it when the time is right. Or you have those conversations and decide, am I willing to commit my nights and weekends to building this business? And even if you do that, there's going to come a point where there's a transition period and it's going to involve some kind of loss of income to get things up and running. So like you were saying, it's really a matter of looking at, do you have a second income in your family? And can that support your basic needs? And you can reduce your lifestyle a bit to get this business off the ground. Or in some instances, it might make sense to get a loan because you can go slowly and do it inexpensively and spend all of your time, effort, and energy getting the skills you need, doing the things yourself, keeping the expenses of setting your business up low and that's likely going to make it take a lot longer. Or you can decide that you really want to take the leap and make the investment, whether that be taking out a personal loan or getting a business loan or whatever you decide makes sense for you. And again, consult with the professionals you're dealing with on this. They can give you good guidance and advice, but you can make things go faster and turn that profit more quickly by being able to hire the team members around you in order to execute and make things happen more quickly. So you have to decide first and foremost, which path are you wanting to go down? Yeah. And that's a really good point. There is an obviously an added level of financial risk when you use leverage or debt to help fund your business, but it's not the same as using leverage to purchase 
something for your home or, or even a home in that. It's different. It's an investment in yourself and in your business. It's an investment in an entity that will be producing income. So you really have to look at your business model and make sure that it makes sense. Make sure that you're running not frivolously. Like there's a balance between hiring and buying what you need to get going faster and going overboard or being frivolous with it. You want to have enough leverage to get you, like you said, the team you need and the tools you need to move forward efficiently, but you don't want to go too fast. If this is an area that you're not really sure where you fall in that, that's a great time to hire a business coach. And again, it's spending money. I get it, but it's investing in yourself and investing a little bit of money now so that you make the right decisions reaps huge rewards down the line. Like I know that I could book a vacation by myself, but I will still hire a professional to help me do it because I know that they'll tell me what I don't know. They'll help me make better decisions and they'll have access to different resources. So I think that spending a little bit of money up front to put the right team in place, whether it's the team of people you're hiring in your business or team of people that you're hiring to help you on your business, which is where I would put a business coach. I think that's a big deal in money well spent. You make a good point. You have to consider in your example, if you wanted to branch off as a travel agent, if that's something you felt like you had a passion for and had the resources, the risk there is fairly minimal. You don't have a lot of overhead. You don't necessarily need an office space to do that. You don't need to invest in a team to be able to do that. That's something you can start small and grow over time with minimal capital investment up front. Versus if you're wanting to start, let's just say, for example, a coffee shop, that is a whole different analysis of capital needed, the risk you're taking on, the obligations you're taking on. And you just have to be going with eyes wide open is what we're saying. Talk to professionals and get the information you need to make an informed decision. That's how I view my role as a financial advisor. And I'm sure you do too, Donna Grace, is I'm not here to influence people's decisions. I'm here to arm them with the information that they need to be able to make the decisions for themselves. Because there is no one right answer. It's understanding what is the right answer for you in your current situation and your needs and, and having the team around you to help you come to those decisions, right? To help you see all of the angles and come to the, the way that's going to be best for you, to help you meet your goals, but also to help you be happy. Because if you're starting a business, it's because you're looking for something else. It's either aspirational or it's because you know you need a change. So you want to make sure that whatever you're doing is moving you toward that. And I know be happy is sounds like a foo-foo-y thing to say, but it is. It's about either a long time goal that you've had or a dream that you've had, or because you've just known that you need to make a change from your current situation. And this seems like the right way to pivot. So make sure that all of your decisions are being viewed through that lens. And that's the takeaway I want people to have when they're listening to this is keep that passion, keep the joy you have in the business you're trying to build And don't stress yourself out by being overwhelmed with all of these details that you don't feel equipped to handle. Get people who can help you handle it and give you the advice you need so that you can keep that fire burning inside of you and the passion to grow and build a business. So 
if you're one of the many people who considered starting a business during those busy times, or you've got, or considering putting an application in now, make sure you put that team in place and good luck to you. It's exciting. One of the things that happens, unfortunately, when you go through a recession, you see a lot of businesses close, but you also see a lot of businesses opening following it. So it is a period of rebirth in a sense for some businesses. So if you're on the good side of that, I wish you a lot of luck and be well. 